Yeah, no, that's definitely not going in. All right, good, good, good. There you All go. right. <laughs> All right, now that we've discussed science and Will you physiology. turn Channel 3 down a little bit? All right, how's, how's that? Is that better? better? Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. So what happened on July 16th, 1945? What? Did anyone look that up? July 16th. You have a computer 19th. in front of you. July 16th. July 16th, 1945. 1945 was the end of World War II. So right? that could have been the death of Hitler, or it could have been um, the storming of um, Auschwitz, right. or uh, maybe the dropping of a nuclear bomb. I know all those things happened Ooh, in the same yeah, year. Yeah, I wonder if it's the nuclear, if it's... If it's uh, Nagasaki okay. or Hiroshima There's... or something. I know all those things happened in 1945. Okay. So. What happened on July 16th, 16th 1945. 1945? All right. So we've got some famous uh, birthdays. Alan Fitzgerald, American rock bassist. Uh, Cindy Garvey, wife of Steve Garvey, who is a talk show host born in Detroit, Michigan. This is a terrible website. Famous deaths. Vyacheslav Ivanov, Russian philosopher, playwright, and poet. I am not seeing any significant events. Do you know what I'm looking for, or am I... I did a series show. So, uh, so this... Uh, um, uh, Grimes has put that on Twitter as her birthday. Wait a second. Uh, that's not possible. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, clearly... Um, I won't, I won't, uh, that, that's not... Poland joined in Eastern Europe's economic blockade of Yugoslavia. That must Do you think be, it could that, be that? That must be why. That must be why. <laughs> the Communist Party of Czechoslovakia issued a manifesto maintaining that there would be no compromise in the fight against the church, which it characterized as our greatest enemy. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Grimes uh, is uh, back in the news for being... Uh, the stupid. most epic rebranding yeah. in the history of celebrity <laughs> yeah. culture. So th this is uh, her her last tweet was paparazzi fouled me to a shoot so I tried to think what I could do that would yield the most onionish possible headline and it worked ha ha and uh, as a friend of the show Ashley described it she looks it looks like um like a target ad it's like it's how you would read a book if you were reading a book for a target catalog her nails are horrifying to me have you guys seen that meme of um the debimbofication where the woman oh. is walking and she picks up the book and then she oh yeah and she and turns and into a yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah I, I i i think that she looks like she's you know how your senior year i don't know if you guys were allowed to do this but like my senior year we were allowed to take yearbook photos wherever we wanted oh yeah, yeah. like it didn't have to be in the little like Whoa. dumb studio cafeteria thing and she looks like uh, if the goth girl mm. who's like really edgy and like doesn't have any friends, like this is her senior photo, senior photo that she took yeah. for the yearbook. I mean, I mean uh. Grimes exists basically for that, that archetype, you know, like, that yeah, absolutely. Person. Yeah. Uh, so, so what is it? So Grimes is um, uh, for the, for those of you that are uh, deliciously and brilliantly disconnected from any sort of relationship to Grimes. Uh, she's wearing like an acid wash, everything. Apparently, it's like um, a Dune merch. She's fine. like doing okay. some type of. I think merch the fit is very hot. I yeah. have to Dune. say, I I love it. And um, and she's reading the Communist Manifesto, as one does in yeah. public. Yeah. Uh, which fine. 
and it's like on the street and she's just like it's just it's like in the middle of the book is it just like cracked it to the center and is just like staring blankly at the pages um she could be reading you don't know i don't think she's <laughs> she could be Judging what? from things that she says, I don't think she's a reader. Clearly, you did not see the TikTok in which she said that she's basically a socialist. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would Grimes have to do for you to accept her as a comrade? Um, uh, 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 probably something to do with parodying, satiring her ex-boyfriend. Ah, okay. Well, they're uh, only semi-separated. Yeah. They're not, I don't think they're proper exes yet. Okay, well, and just, like, fully separate from the guy. Yeah. And, and then I'll, separate I'll consider his it. blank from his blank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, like, fellas, don't you hate it when you have to read uh, some political economy to fully understand why your ex sucks? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, think, I think it's ironic that we love the exploits of the ruling class, but we hate their exploitation. That is ironic. You know? That's so true. So true. Um, I'm 14 and this is deep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I did uh, look up, because uh, I was curious. I was like, oh, is she like, you know, virtue signaling to like, you know, or is this just trolling? It's just trolling. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. She, it's just like the video where she said she was a socialist. Like, yeah. She just knows what will get attention. Yeah. I mean, look at us. We're sitting here talking about it. Absolutely. And, you know, she's the puppet uh, mistress and we're the puppets. You know, it's just like Elon, you know, yeah. surging that stock price, being like, hey, I'm on acid. I'm taking it private. 420. Hashtag dope. Hashtag uh, I've read Marx and I'm smarter than him. Um, you know, like, <laughs> and so uh, she's, you know, following in, in some, you know, pretty well-trodden territory that works, by the way. Uh, but she she replied, I guess, on line uh, because people are like, are, are you trolling? What's going on? Um, and she said, uh, I was really stressed when paparazzi wouldn't stop following me this week but then i realized it would be a great opportunity to troll i swear this headline oh my god what the fuck haha ha, i'm dead uh <laughs> full disclosure i'm still living with e and i am not a communist and then parentheses although there are some very smart ideas in this book but personally i'm more interested <laughs> in a radical decentralized ubi that i think could potentially be achieved through crypto and gaming shut the fuck up but, I'm sorry, but the idea of a, a, a decentralized... Radically decentralized. Radi- it's radical. Ra- yeah, UBI. Who's giving you the fucking UBI? If Crypto it's... and gaming. The, yeah, yeah. Crypto gaming. and gaming is giving Crypto it. is not decent. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, but I haven't ironed out that idea enough yet to explain it. That's, okay. That's the problem. It, she it, just she, feels it right now. Yeah, and it was, it's not ironed out enough to be explainable. Right. Regardless, my opinions on politics are difficult to describe because the political... I don't have any. Because the political systems that inspire me most have not yet been implemented. So, see, I can relate to Grimes because I am also living in the future. And <laughs> it's difficult when you're living in the future. And you're wearing the same outfit. Yeah, well, you know, I am. It, I, I think you wore it better, Chris. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, you know, it's it's very difficult because the things that inspire me the most have also not been implemented. So I can, you know, that's true for basically any political visionary, like any radical, anybody who has new ideas, like any fucking libertarian could say the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, uh, she goes on to say, uh, I've been reading about and theorizing about a lot of super wild technocratic UBI systems. I will post more later, but I like capitalism. I fear taking things from people forcibly could create a police state inevitably, but I think a heavily modified version of capitalism that values human well-being is essential. Like motherhood should be compensated duty, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, this is something that a lot of, this is actually almost, a, a it's essentially a liberal take, yeah. right? Which is that we just need capitalism that cares more about outcomes yeah. and, like, not as much about bottom lines. Yeah. So, in that way, like, it's, she's not saying anything revolutionary. She's saying no. what, you know, fucking Joe Manchin would probably say if pressed <laughs> on the issue. Well, she's Andrew Yanging it and Elizabeth Warrening it. She's, like, got the mommy and the daddy thing. She's talking about... A capitalism that values well-being. She's talking about a radically decentralized UBI that may be that achievable. That doesn't make any sense. That's like crypto and con- gaming. That is essentially a contradiction in terms. A radically decentralized UBI <laughs> through crypto and gaming, though. Like that's that's the that's thing. the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard. I have more respect for ANCAPs than I do for anyone who would make that argument with a straight face. I'm looking through her, uh, her uh, uh, Wikipedia right now. You know, her, her mom we was hard hitting research on yeah. this podcast. Her mom was a prosecutor. Cool. Cool. Her, her. her dad's a banker. Of course, yeah. He he works in the quote the business side of biotech. Hey, so do I. Yeah, well, that's that's cool. Just saying. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, ready. I welcome our new Grimes overlords once we get the AI communism in place. Yeah. Uh, AI communism that's still capitalist. Yeah. Just ensures the well-being of all. Yeah. I a mean, system based on exploitation will certainly do that. Like, w- w- Britney's almost free. And then when she, you know, gets out, you know. She's, Shh, that's she, the end. That's for the wildflower. So, oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, you know. I'm you just, don't know I'm that ready. you're excited. You don't yeah. know that yet. I'm okay. just ready for Listener. Comrade Brittany to lead Brittany. us all to a egalitarian future. He's got Brittany blue balls. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Welcome to Ironweeds. Let's Woo. get into the shit. Let's, Let's get into it. So, do you want to just seamlessly uh, move on to Tesla? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... When in Rome. I mean, it has there been an episode in the last like six months where we didn't talk about Tesla at least I a little. Not. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, you know, it it's it's basically the lifeblood of our current economic situation. Yeah. So yeah, regardless of like the fact that it's not really a real company, um, makes it the realest company really yeah. under this this sort of the uh, economy. It yeah. literally is too big to fail now. And it's being auto-invested in. So, like, you know, I have, like, a small 401k kind of uh, contribution thing where uh, I had been matched by a previous employer. And I know that I am invested in Tesla now 
because everyone's invested in Tesla because they're in the S&P 500 and like the, what was it, the NASDAQ 100 list or whatever. So they're automatically being invested in regardless of the fact that they uh, have probably the shadiest uh, profitability metrics like I've ever seen in a publicly traded company. Yeah. And now they ran over some police officers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, critical support. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really hard to find out uh, who to root for in this one. This is a, a headline from The Verge. Tesla sued by Texas cops after Model X on autopilot slammed into five officers. And uh, they were all apparently seriously injured. Yeah. Like... This wasn't a bump. Right. Was, were they like on the road? Like they, in a, it was a traffic stop. Why there were five of them <laughs> at a traffic stop? Yeah. Who knows? The article doesn't get into the details on that. Uh, let's um, see. The crash what? took place February 27th, 2021 in Splendora. That's uh, a great town yeah, name. A small town in Montgomery County, in the eastern part of the state. Um, the Model X SUV crashed into several police officers while they were engaged in a traffic stop on Eastix Freeway in Texas. So I mean, they're citing it, the the cops who are suing are citing like all of the other fucking instances of Tesla's either actually hitting people or hitting objects or almost hitting people. So the plaintiffs are are also blaming like the state and the federal government for not doing anything about these like fucking unregulated uh, driverless systems. Mm -hmm. And then they're also suing a local restaurant claiming that the driver of the Model X was served too much alcohol prior to the incident. So they're really just like, this is a, this is an (laughs) ambitious cash grab on the part of these cops. Yeah. They're like, you know what? This whole court is out of order. (laughs) (laughs) They are listing damages in the lawsuit of uh, in excess of $1 million with maximum damages of $20 million. Uh, Yeah. So they're, um, as Brittany was saying, yeah, they're they're citing other cases, at least, quote unquote, at least a dozen of them. Uh, Have you guys looked at www.tesladeaths.com? No, I have not. So, if you uh, are near a computer, listener, uh, feel free to punch this into your browser. It is a uh, no-frills, simple HTML website. But most phones uh, go on the internet, too. Oh, yeah, true. You you can go on your phone. Hey, we're living in Grimes' future. um, And uh, it's great. Um, But if you look at this website, there's basically an Excel spreadsheet of uh, every death associated with a Tesla car. And these are the ones that are only in the news media. So this is like a lower floor of what it could be, right? Like there's probably many, many more, but this is like drastically higher than any other vehicle. And also, as we know, like you can't even say, but it's only this many autopilot deaths because in a Tesla, if you even tap the brakes, autopilot is considered off. Like it turns off autopilot. So if you're about to slam into a brick wall at 60 miles an hour and you tap the brakes two Mm -hmm. feet from the wall, guess what? That was an autopilot. Yeah. That was driver error. And, so. and so, you know, the the website uh, explains that, uh, according to the website, it 
uh, puts only 10 of, I think, like 210 deaths. I, yeah. I haven't checked it in a it's couple 10 days. 10 out of 210, um, yeah. Yeah, we're quote-unquote autopilot uh, deaths. But, like, it also uh, links to articles where people sort of, you know, talk about having these Teslas and when they're using the autopilot on the highway, like, freaky shit happening. Like, there was this one uh, barrier that, like, the Tesla just swerved toward, like, multiple times. Yeah. And oh, eventually right. that yeah, person crashed that. into yeah. that barrier. Yeah. Um, and Stop like, driving past that barrier, or at least turn off autopilot. Yeah, yeah. stop using. I, I I can't imagine a situation where like you just love a feature so much <laughs> that you're it just like, you. yeah. It was like this feature has tried to kill me like four <laughs> times. Like like just really is it's it's more reli- like the fact that 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 feature is going to kill me is more reliable than anything else in this car, including <laughs> like how well the doors open and close. That like. Uh, yeah, wait, just shut it off. Yeah. So don't use it. So these uh, descriptions of the deaths go from most recent to earlier. So I'll just name a couple. Uh, three-way collision in which uh, someone in another vehicle was killed. Tesla crashes into tree and ignites on fire. Two deaths, uh, the driver and the occupant. Tesla runs stop sign, crashes into house. Two deaths. Uh, both of them... Uh, a cyclist and a uh, person living in Their the house. house. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tesla ran a red light and hit another car. Tesla hits a tree. Tesla crashes into guardrail. Four vehicle collision. Tesla catches fire. Pedestrian hit on shoulder. Like, it's just so many of these are affecting people other than the driver and killing. A lot of times we focus on the number of Tesla drivers mm-hmm. who die in car crashes. Well, because they're rich and therefore important. Well, well also because <laughs> people, funny. because if, because if something is concerned is considered a safety risk, we live in such a fucking hyper individualized yeah, yeah, yeah. society that it would be like, Oh, am I at risk when I drive a Tesla? Yep. <laughs> like, Well, that, and that's how they get away with all this shit is that like their user agreement um, does a ton of stuff. Like one of the things I think it does is that like legally binds you to like not talk shit about it because so, like you're you're basically a guinea pig and so instead of doing development testing like any other like publicly traded uh risk averse a public you know corporation or private corporation would uh do they have every owner as a test driver and they all sign away on an nda and like on a line that says yes 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 i understand this is an experimental vehicle blah, blah, blah. but that doesn't fucking giving them the right to kill like pedestrians and cyclists no and we talked about this last week which after the you know in one of these articles that we're gonna discuss it talks specifically about those videos um (laughs) nobody signed up to be beta testers well well some people did but then the people around your car (laughs) did not yeah that's what i mean yeah yeah yeah, exactly pedestrians living in seattle did not sign up to be beta testers for tesla no and by and by beta testers we mean targets (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 um should we just get into that article um yeah sure i mean i don't really care about these cops that much so let's just skip ahead to the um so i i have it up right here um so these uh so these are beta testers specifically for the self-driving functionality. And, and this only rolled out very recently, this new up, upgraded software, it's like FD, FSD. 
V10, uh, let's see. On September 14th, YouTuber Galileo Russell posted a video titled Tesla FSD V10 monorail test 5X and then the monorail emoji and then the eyes looking left emoji. Okay. Uh, during the video... <laughs> during, Glad we got that, that straight. I, it, it, I, like, I'm not going to like edit this guy, the name of this guy's video, uh, you know, for my sake, you know. It's like, no, that would be unethical. That, that, yeah. Emojis have meaning, okay? Yeah. Emojis have me. It's true. Unfortunately, okay. it's true. Uh, during the video, Russell set his Tesla running full self-driving beta, which is not, in fact, self-driving, but a quote-unquote level two driver-assisted system. It's very important to know. <laughs> On the roads under the Seattle monorail, whose support structure runs along the middle of the road. In the video, Russell is excited by how well the car handles this unique road layout and, to his mind, shows tremendous improvement. Okay, so let's stop right there. This guy is excited that the car that he's driving will not drive him directly into a concrete pillar. I'd be excited about that. Yeah. It's better than the alternative, am I right? Just for reference, this is the video that we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And... um, so and so he is part of this uh, community of YouTubers with access to FSD beta, right? Uh, uh, which is what Brittany was saying is like the one that just came out. A pre-release version of the software Tesla sells at a subscription for two hundred dollars a month, which is crazy to me. So these are people who've bought a luxury vehicle who are paying a subscription to be a beta tester about some technology that could kill them. Am I getting this right? I'm not completely clear if these beta testers have to pay for this. Yes, they do. They do? Okay, they're also paying $200 They also month. have That's to. So the way that these people got this, this is really fucked up. Um, they had to request access to FSD um, and then be granted it. Uh, Tesla does not reveal the, the, the ways that they select people to get access to it. But we do know that Tesla gauges a safety score for drivers. So your safety score is one out of 100 with, you know, zero or one being very unsafe and, you know, 100 being very safe. Okay. And but the ways that people are gaming the system to get a safer score are to actually drive very unsafe. So here's a tweet, for example, from Adam at Adam Hoove to break for a cyclist or not to break for a cyclist. That is the question, which is worse for... (laughs) And then money sign TSLA, literally the fucking stock... The fucking stock name. Okay. Which is worse for Tesla safety score. And then Gary Black replies to him and says, don't break, but don't hit him. Wow. Wow. So is this, like, who's coming up with this metric system? Is it like Elon himself? He's like working out at night. <laughs> and he's like, you know, getting onto the computer. He's like, yes, yes. If they break for the bicycle, that's not safe. <laughs> I don't know why he's Norwegian. Yeah, he's Norwegian I know, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, right. So, on, we're just like setting the stage or, or painting a picture of like a company that doesn't actually make money from selling cars that then the cars that do go out are poorly made and like killed the occupants of them, but more importantly, creates this entire incentive structure to uh, uh, put other people in danger and lie about it all the time. And, and right? Because that's the other thing about this Vice article that we haven't even gotten to yet is that these beta testers that are you that are like YouTube influencers also sign an NDA, which basically prevents them from saying anything bad about what happened in their beta testing. Jesus. Yeah. So, and all these people are just like these simps 
for Tesla. Like they're trying to be. They're not just beta testers. They're beta cucks. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to be uh, good, i.e. bad. Thank you, honey. You know, like it's yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. So the, so the safety score is based on five metrics, just so I can get this out of the way. Um, so uh, forward collision warnings per 1,000 miles, hard braking, aggressive turning, unsafe following, and number of autopilot disengagements because the driver isn't paying attention. Now, I don't know how Tesla gauges whether or not the autopilot was disengaged because the driver wasn't paying attention or because the car tried to careen into a fucking pylon in an overpass. Yeah, I mean, isn't by definition, if you're going to override the autopilots because you're paying attention? It's because, yeah. <laughs> Like, you wouldn't I do mean, anything if you weren't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, you would go airborne and hit a telephone pole, <laughs> yeah, which is right. exactly what happened to one Tesla driver in March of 2021. Oh, God. Okay, so um, so the, this Vice article opened with uh, um, Galileo Russell, which, wow, that's an incredible name. Um, uh, but then there is um, another uh, beta tester, hedge fund owner, Taylor Ogden. Uh, he his went viral. You've probably seen this before. This is the video where he, it almost hits um, people in a in a crosswalk. It's the one we talked about last time. It's in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So th- th- so Russell is not is not the one. It's this other guy, uh, Taylor Ogden. And uh, and this is yeah. So in the video, if you haven't seen it, it's you know he's just like doing his YouTuber thing where he's like talking about, you know, like uh, um, how you can succeed in all your life goals if you're just enough of an asshole or whatever. Right. And then like it, he's like, wow, this system's doing really well. And then it just like starts turn like the car, the, you can see the steering wheel just like hard turn into a full crosswalk of people. Yeah. As we said last yeah. week, it's not just like a leisurely like do do do. Oh no, wait, there's walkers. It's like it's trying it's like the beginning blood, of a horror it's, movie. It's thirsty the car for blood. is like so, trying to kill them. So you gotta give this car you gotta cut it a little slack, all right? It's semi sentient. <laughs> it's it's locked up. It's plugged into a wall most of the time. It's miserable. It's bored. And technically it's an incel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> You have to you you have to give your your car like enrichment time. You have to give your Tesla some enrichment time. So then, um, uh, this other uh, Tesla owner, Taylor Ogden, who runs a hedge fund, who's probably just like concerned about Tesla stock price too, <laughs> right? Um, uh, he uh, he makes a tweet where he said um, that has since been deleted, but it's just like, damn. <laughs> He takes the video. Yeah. He 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 reposts yeah. the yeah. guy's video yeah. and is like, "Damn, this doesn't look good." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I, it's funny because like I, I go to the tweet now and it um and, and for Twitter it's just Taylor Ogden going "Damn!" exclamation point and then the the original tweet is gone that he quote tweeted saying this media has been disabled in response to a report by the copyright owner. Oh, yeah, that's another thing is that these videos, and there are plenty of them, all these beta testers, these beta cuck testers for Tesla (laughs) are posting these videos, and they get taken down (sighs) for copyright violation. What fucking copyright could you possibly think is being violated? Well, the intellectual property of the murder algorithm. That's not what a (laughs) copyright... I mean, you know, like, that was a hard-coded thing. Like, Elon had to do, like couple double ipas he was on like acid he was laid up in the night you know um he did a cremation of care in front of a giant statue of moloch and he like he he really had to you know like he put in that work all right and 
Malik, I give you thousands of generations <laughs> of children for my stock plies, please. Okay, so um, so Russell, um, who, who he's the one that that went. Oh shit, sorry. Right. Um, he, he goes to Ogden or Ogden and says, "Please delete your tweet. You can link to my video, but not rip my video and give me no credit. That is illegal. <laughs> I will follow up with your employer and contacting Twitter. That's, I, that sounds like something that like At Buster Bluth would say." <laughs> <laughs> At FBI, look into this copyright infringement. <laughs> this fucking noob. At Jack, are you really going to allow this to happen yeah. on your platform? Right. Uh, so Twitter does remove the clip, right? So, uh, um, who, uh, and uh, uh, and now it, it it seems like this early access program, right? The the beta cuck testing program. Yep. Uh, basically, like makes them sign this NDA. Uh, the la- uh, the language uh, motherboard the vertical for vice about technology confirmed with multiple beta testers specifically prohibits EAP the early access program members from speaking to the media or giving test rides to the media it also says quote do remember that there are a lot of people that want Tesla to fail don't let them mischaracterize your feedback and media posts Look, there are haters out there, all yeah. right? Yeah, a lot of fake friends. Yeah. You gotta be, be aware. Wow. And that's what a lot of these people say is that, oh, these videos and these accidents are lacking context. They say that a lot. This isn't, we shouldn't share this because this isn't in the appropriate context. Yeah. And that context being um, all the times and ways in which the vehicle operates as expected, as it yeah. should. Um, and all the ways in which it's actually much safer to use autopilot than it is to have, you know, human pilots who are fallible. Yeah. Because yeah. we know the AI yeah. is. <laughs> Listen, not. you're taking this way out of context. The context. <laughs> Is that this is a motor vehicle weighing thousands of pounds with hundreds of horsepower of uh, torque um, in a populated city environment. It's like when you hear a a politician, like a clip of them comes out like shouting the N-word at like a six-year-old. And they're like, this is really missing a lot of context. Listen, the Tesla may be wearing blackface, but you really don't understand. It was... It was a different time. It was time. a different time. Look, we were making a lot of value for shareholders, all right? It's different. That is the context. Yeah, yeah that that's is truly the, real the context, context that's missing. Yeah, yeah. And just these, the whole thing is, right, like, if you just sort of back up and, like, what what would make this, if you, if you wanted to, like, freeze and, like, hold the idea that we should have autonomous cars, right, then... The whole point is that, like, yeah, they, these cars will have to have real-world trials so that the the way that we've built machine learning is that yeah. it needs to learn. Yeah. Uh, like, the same way that a he, people does. do. Yeah, a yeah, surgeon has that, to cut on somebody for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Somebody well, has to be cut. Yeah, right. and you know how, like, tattoo artists, for example, do it? Pigskin. Yeah, or, yeah. like, How apples, many cities could something? Elon Musk, how many complex cityscapes... Could Elon Musk build in the middle of the desert where these things could be done? Right. So, like, that's that's the thing, is that you either have to, uh, like, get an entire neighborhood to sign something that says, like, no, I don't, like, I will sacrifice my body on the hood of a Tesla for the greater good of... (laughs) I mean, you can pay everybody a thousand bucks, like... Just make make them go to Cop City. You remember when we were talking about Cop City? Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, basically, they're building a Westworld. 
um, yeah. for the training of like cops. They could just put the fucking Teslas in there. Oh, what if we put them in an Amazon factory town? <laughs> Ooh, and then everyone gets like free snuggies. Every t- every <laughs> like, time, like you... they get to pick one thing on Amazon Prime Day that they can have. <laughs> yeah. Every time you dodge a uh, Tesla that just violently jerks toward you onto the sidewalk and don't snitch on it, that's critical. You can't snitch on it. Right, Then right, you right. get a $20 Amazon gift card. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's brilliant. Like, these are all, like, disturbing, dystopian, funny things that we're talking about. But that is really, like, if you want a self-driving car, we need something like this. That is the only way you can do this. Yeah, absolutely. And which is why... We're never going to get it. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like these things well, are never going to work the way that yeah. they're sold to you. And that's not stopping uh, it from, you know, being rolled out pretty much everywhere. Like I was, uh, I don't have the article in front of me. I, was, I think it came up in like my Reuters news, but they were talking about, I, I don't know if it was Waymo or, or what, but there was like a whole bunch of autonomous um, uh, driving car systems. We, we covered one of them for Walmart which is about to be rolled out. And there's another for Google. Yep. And then they're, you're basically like a Lyft and, um, uh, Uber Uber are, have been operating in the red forever. And their whole thing was like, well, eventually we're just going to automate away all these workers that we've made race to the bottom. Yeah. And, and they sold off all those divisions. Now Uber and Lyft sold sold off off both of those. those Cause they saw that it was a fucking, yeah, 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 but somebody bought them and they're going to keep running them. So we're going to be dodging. They're just using them as carbon offsets. They're selling the fucking carbon, carbon offset and they're, pumping their stock that's but, all that they're doing but uh, my point is that more and more autonomous vehicles semi semi-sentient <laughs> in-cell fucking <laughs> vehicles are going around and Who would these cars fuck i need to know <laughs> but my point is that this as much as it's fantasy right we're talking about how it's like you know so far from being safe or practical or whatever there are these companies like tesla that are just flying you know fucking three sheets of the wind and being like whatever we're just doing it anyway and we're just gonna have to deal with it and like i'm hoping that like there's a new luddite like movement and people understand that the best thing they can do as workers as people who want to live in a society where robots don't literally just crush them with impunity is to find these vehicles with these fucking like rotating 360 degree cameras on the top of their, their like um roofs and, and shit and fucking cover them in paint. Like and yeah. I'm, I'm talking in, about in a parody sense. And I'm talking about a non-parody sense. I'm oh, saying boy. mask up, go do this, but do it in numbers. Do it in like hundreds of thousands of Americans dedicated to stopping this fucking autonomous vehicle scourge they on our society. Just like d- disable these fucking vehicles. Uh, listeners should check out This Machine Kills for some really fantastic Luddite takes on technology, mm. friends of the show. Yeah. Um, uh, Jason Ed and Ed. Jathan, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that a Luddite approach is the only correct one when it comes to autonomous technologies. Like, that is, I've never really considered myself a Luddite. Uh, in, but, you know, like, Luddites also get, like, a bad rap for what they actually stand for if you want to hear more about that go to this machine kills um it's it's truly not like just a regression to no technology but rather it's like a a 
physical, material confrontation with the forms of technology that reduce human thriving and liberty and happiness. Um, Brilliantly said. Which is a lot of them. It's a lot of these technologies. It's it's a sober assessment of the near future slash current position we find ourselves in and a direct action intervention into stopping it from being as fucking horrible as it is. And I think it's overdue. This fucking autonomous shit. Like, I'm a cyclist. I've been hit by four cars with drivers in them. Well, why don't you get a fucking car then, Chris? Jeez. (laughs) But if I get fucking killed by, or like seriously maimed by a fucking robot car, like, I don't know. Somebody's going to have to hold me back, bro. Hold it back. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to be like straining, you know, with my elbows behind me, like, you know, like wiggling (laughs) toward, you know, You're lucky he's holding me back right now. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, like, and, and to put it in all context, like, we still like human driven cars. 30 million people dead or 30,000 people dead in the United States every year, just all the time. And that's normal. Right. And then, so then the idea is that these, uh, uh, autonomous cars will reduce the 30 K a year, uh, deaths because the, it'll, a computer will drive safer than a human. But in the meantime, it has to learn from the bad humans how to drive so in some ways it's like a a, a garbage in garbage out but on top well, you're of that just like creating a, a a bunch of martyrs for the cause yeah, of yeah. automated driving and that's yeah. like that, that, yeah that's and that's technological oh, okay that's, Sorry, yeah, i mean to that, steal your point yeah. but you've brought this up before that this is just the process of technological progress like early automation in factories was worse yeah than the hand operated craftsmen were Mm -hmm. and they had to eat that for a while until eventually it became you know economically better because the ultimate goal isn't necessarily always just uh like efficiencies that redound to profits it's also control right and so like the, the the automation moves power away from like working class machinists into like middle and upper class engineers sorry chris and and, and right and, man- <laughs> and management right you know like that's like that that's the the point of it and that's why I also like i'm very interested to see like and, and this is the, the the thing that makes me sound like tinfoil hat but it's completely true right is that like if everything went right which is the way i always critique every piece of technology is like let's follow you know like its own logic of like here's when everything goes right here's what happens you now have a system where there is like a network that knows where you're going all the time yeah right and can like be instant you can just be like automatically instantly pulled over and like uh jailed basically in a car (laughs) Yeah. Right, oh like, the doors God, don't open from weak. the inside, right? right. Unless the yeah. car wants you to open them. Yeah, yeah, right. Because, like, imagine if you have like a warrant out, right, and you get in one of these cars, right? It can very like. There's no reason why it just takes one senator to be like, "We don't want criminals getting away in systems designed by you know American technology," right? And so, yeah. like, and so, all it takes is like that one rule where then like someone gets into a an automated car. And then they like do a background, an instant background check on you, and it drive. It thinks you're. It makes you think it's driving to where you want to go, and it just drives you directly to the fucking police station, or just, or, or or Christ. stops you yeah. inside the car and administers a torture program. 
because there are or co- it gases you. There could or- be a ticking time bomb. Imagine if your child was, you know, in a situation where a known terrorist had a ticking time bomb and it was going to blow up your child. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Senator, wouldn't you want the Tesla car to be able to Jack Ryan that fucking terrorist suspect yeah, into right. giving up the goods as to the ticking time bomb that's going to kill your child, Mr. Chuck Schumer? Wouldn't you like that to be defend legal? Amy Schumer, your your second cousin? Like it's coming right for her. no. Uh, I mean, like it, I do. It's going to have like you know, like facial recognition in the cabin, and it'll be like, ooh, you look like this other black person because uh, facial recognition always seems to be super racist, and yeah. it'll just like arrest like dozens of black people the hundreds thousands of black people for no fucking reason yeah. like that that's just like that's what if you don't all of these if you don't buckle your kid do. in correctly yeah. in the back seat now cps is taking your child yeah but it, it makes me so a couple a month a few weeks ago i was in a minor fender bender mm-hmm. um at, on who's sick at that bottleneck fucking and stupid room li- i fucking hate it the lady behind me hits me in like a huge fucking jeep and there was like some minor cosmetic damage on yeah. both of our bumpers and we were like what do you want and i was like i would rather not call the police um and i will not get this fixed either way because it's so minor it's just not worth the inconvenience to me she was like yeah me too that's fine and so we just kind of like you know she hugged me she was very rattled by the whole thing and she hugged me and then you know anarchy works we went people. on our we went on our our separate ways and like in a system as these systems become more and more centralized and more and more surveilled like that will no longer be possible and what will happen is insurance companies will have every excuse under the sun to oh, raise your shit. rates yeah it, it, i mean it's just it, like all of this ty- this this surveillance network is going to create a world in which there are no more informal agreements between human beings everything will be mediated by the corporate technocracy yeah and imagine being brought to court uh for pain and suffering on behalf of your tesla i mean it is (laughs) semi-sentient and like he won't let me fuck (laughs) (laughs) so i i have this uh books uh sitting in my queue for like things to to read soon uh after uh my book project is done but one of them is sarah um i think it's pronounced c-o s-e-o sarah c-o uh called policing the open road it's a really interesting idea about basically the eroding of the fourth amendment and 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 basically which is search and seizure unlawful search and seizure. yeah yeah um just by the like the the creation of car culture like because is as soon as you create cars you create a necessity to search them to pull to pull people Probable over cause yeah you know, like all these other things that like just come with like the just the way that the car works yeah. like in order to govern a society with cars requires like a real loss of like autonomy and human rights yeah and it's gonna get worse with autonomous cars that 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 yeah agree all, everything about that system will get worse not better yeah right because then isn't the other thing that i keep thinking of right is that this isn't going to be like oh now everyone has access to all of these autonomous cars what's going to be is that there will be like these limited access roads they'll be in every every fucking city and you won't be able to get to like a shit ton of stuff unless you use these like these limited access roads that will also be terrible for cyclists and pedestrians just just watch like that's that's what it's going to be these like closed circuits 
of like streets and and destinations and cars and you're not going to be able to get access to any of them unless you pay the fucking subscription and the fucking subscription is going to eventually become necessary and so convenient that like well there are parts of it that are kind of nice and then and then we're all just going to have it and then you won't be able to get rid of it because it went from a nice thing to have to a necessity before you even knew it all right but you have to just be the robot devil's advocate here you know i got my robot devil clamping hands <laughs> ready to play my fiddle clamps uh and uh you know post-revolution right when humans have the society of all for all and we're trying to figure out what to do with the technology around us autonomous cars could be fucking dope think about it you could have it's nobody bus you could have nobody own any of these cars right so you, a bus yeah. so a bus so far it's a bus but the uh thing about buses right is they go on fixed routes Unless right. the person driving the bus decides to go around something. Sure. Which they need to do a lot of times. And they just like phone in. They're like, or hey. Or they want to do somebody a favor yeah, and yeah, drop yeah, them off closer yeah, to their place. Yeah, and they just like call in central dispatch and like, hey, there's a car accident. We're going to go around the road here. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, cool. And then it works and everything, everyone's fine. But but imagine, right? Okay. You have only the amount of cars that are actually needed for a society to move, you know, its uh, people and materials around. They're constantly driving and they, uh, so you could probably get rid of nine tenths of the cars that exist right now and all of the road space that they take up when they're parked and they would all be owned, you know, by the people and they would, you know, be like a library socialism and it would, the ride hailing would not be a race to the bottom process of like people having to like, sit in these fucking boxes all day and just like move people around right so i, I hear you chris that's, it's a good point right that like uh, like a an insane amount just absolutely like horrendous amount of land is taken up to just like park un unused cars and most cars are are out of use like the vast majority vast of time. majority of the time yeah uh, and we would save up a lot of space that, you know, you can turn into parks, uh, homeless shelters, productive land, whatever, right? But um, the issue is always getting the car or really any transportation thing, because like we, we deal with this with boats all the time, it, believe it or not, is like, how do you get the 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 thing to the place where it'll start the, the productive trip and end it, right? So they problem so for example right like i need to go to the grocery store right mm -hmm. and so there's my house and the grocery store and the car is out at home depot mm -hmm. right and and the network you look out in the network and there isn't a car uh like obviously at my house mm -hmm. right and so there is there has to be one trip where the car is more or less empty as it gets from where it currently is to my house so that I can get in it and then go to the grocery store. And then once it's at the grocery store, uh, it's likely that someone will need it from the grocery store to where they go. But there's always going to be these little trips mm -hmm. where there is where the car is empty. Yeah, yeah. So this is the equivalent of like an Uber driver's pickup route. Yeah. So they finish a route, they're at somebody's house, sometimes... It's a next door neighbor that right. suddenly needs a ride, which would be very which fortuitous. Would be very but fortuitous, yeah, but yeah, but oftentimes it's across town, right. and so you yeah. end up with all this extra effort, um, right? Yeah, and so that those and that and uh, the trip, right, which is like the atomic unit of transportation planning, yep. is is the trip. Yep. Those actually get 
like almost exponentially increased, mm-hmm. which means actually more cars on the road, not less, if it scales the way that we currently do transportation or, or like, you know, getting around in cars. Yeah. Is that we would actually you have, just have a ton of cars, autonomous or otherwise, like just going somewhere to then do something productive. Does that make sense, right? Yeah, I th- yeah. I think I'm following you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you end up having like these tiny little extra trips to get the car in place to do the productive trip yeah. of, of like you know get picking someone up when they need to go somewhere. And 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 I'll completely cede the point that buses and trams and trains are vastly superior technologies for the vast majority of the transit requirements of humans in urban and rural environments like in the sense that you could design it for efficiency where the vast like majority of a trip is going to be taken up in this like publicly uh shared highly efficient uh comfortable like means of getting there and then but i'm just saying that hypothetically Thomas vehicles aren't the worst thing in the world for a post-revolution society. A pre-revolution no. <laughs> society, though, they're fucking horrifying. Yeah. Because imagine how many people are currently um, employed through the process of moving goods. Like, millions of people in America are truckers, uh, you know, dr- box truck drivers, um, uh, you know, Uber, taxi, like... There are so many people currently employed in the process of moving stuff around that would simply be unemployed. And, you know, despite what Andrew Yang says, a VAT isn't going to give um, the working mass of people a stake in a uh, like the profits from automation. Like the people need to own the means of production to be able to realize any appreciable um uh, effects of innovating and uh, making it more efficient. Like when we reduce jobs, having it actually be a net boon to the workers of the world can only happen when the workers own those means. And so I suggest we, when we have you know our revolution, we do do autonomous cars, but we train them in Cop City. And all the anarchist cops that, you know, want to want to go out and be the public safety patrols, etc. They have to go to Cop City and they got to dodge those fucking Teslas. I don't think that any I don't think that we should ever have uh, even autonomous cars. No, none no, at all. Ever. All right. No. They're incredibly inefficient. It's like the least efficient mode of except for maybe like airplanes. It's an incredibly inefficient <laughs> mode of travel. Yeah. Quadcopters. Um, so it's pretty inefficient. Like either you're either looking at no human control of the vehicle in which is so fully autonomous yep. top to bottom yep i don't trust i will never trust any ai to do <laughs> yeah. that or you still have human beings in control of the vehicle in which case those human beings have to submit to laws yeah about driving yeah. you can't be drunk you can't yeah, yeah, be yeah. 14 you can't Bullshit. and you're just gonna have ever more like, like, if we could just eliminate that entire aspect of the legal system that handles whether or not people are driving the right way, mm-hmm. that's going to free up. That's that's a huge bureaucratic mess that is very resource intensive that we don't have to deal with if we don't mm-hmm. have cars. Mm-hmm. You just have buses and trains that are operated by experts who are highly trained, who know how to do that, who have to get proper credentials and licenses. I mean, to me, there's just like no... You cannot justify the the social waste of automobiles in any 
post-revolution society. It two, was just... I have two last points. Could get people okay. horses. Yeah. I'm down with that. Pony for every American. <laughs> It'll also be a, a tracking b- pony. <laughs> <laughs> the pony's going to snitch on you. It's a pony rat. Is it, you're right. So, the two, two things. One is that, like, you also just need to, like, change where people live so that, you know, you don't need single trips by car, right? Like, the way mm-hmm. that we built the landscape mm-hmm, mm-hmm. needs to be less car dependent. That's not surprising anyone, probably. Mm-hmm. But then the second thing is also the cool thing about mass transit over individual transit and especially automated transit, right? Remember what I was saying earlier about how it's not only efficiencies that uh, redound to profitability, but it's also control mm-hmm. and who controls those systems. When we had uh, lots of trolleys and uh, mass transit, the unions of who ran those uh, buses and trolleys and trains could shut down a city for whatever it wanted. Yeah. Yeah, true. And it's a lot of power. Yeah. And they did a lot of solidarity strikes. Yeah. And so, like, if there was, like, a, I, there was one in the capital region where uh, several times where, like, uh, a labor union is unhappy with how it's being treated. You go tell the trolley uh, workers union and like the uh, and and you you shut down the city for as long mm. as you want. Yeah. Un- until that issue is resolved. And pre or post revolution workers unions to my in my opinion will always be very important. Yeah. Because that's one of the ways that you hold any any power accountable is by withholding labor, even under a system that is supposedly like democratized and in which workers own the means of production, like you're still going to have natural hierarchies arise. And, you know, for me, a state there will, you know, for like socialists, there will be a state. Um, So, okay. So to bring this all full circle, new suggestion, you get the beta cuck testers mm-hmm. of Neuralink in like a um, minority report style like goo vat where they're like the precogs. Okay. And you make them be the, dedica- the dedicated drivers, the sober drivers of not just one vehicle, but thousands of vehicles. And yeah, so they're, great. they're like in okay, control of everything, right? right? But then you allow Grimes mm-hmm. to read them the Communist Manifesto, and that, you know, red pills them mm-hmm. into being socialists, and then they join, their, they make their own precog driver of all semi-autonomous vehicles union yeah, that yeah. then works on behalf of the working class to solidarity strike with all of the semi-sentient autonomous vehicles. We cannot shut- have a society ruled by beta cucks. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. The pussification of the modern male is bad enough as it is, and now you want to bring beta cuck Tesla drivers and make them the ruling class? Oh, good lord. No, no, Neuralink. Neuralink. Well, Neuralink. I guess they'd technically be both. They'd be yeah. using the Neuralink to drive the Tesla Ubers, yeah? Yeah, I think this is a terrible idea. <laughs> well, you know. You need to get some Sigma males. <laughs> Yeah. to drive all the cars. Or just know, like every once in a while, they run someone over because they fucking felt like because it. Because they yeah. were an enemy of the working man. Yeah. <laughs> and they felt like it. Yeah. So, sometimes the spaghetti don't stick. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so is there any more Tesla shit that we want to talk about? I don't think so. I think that's sufficient. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I will put a link in the notes. This is a bit of an aside, but I really enjoyed um, 
this one episode of uh, the chart cast, I think it's called, with TC and Georgia, who are apparently these um, anonymous Twitter personalities that uh, are Tesla and Elon Musk skeptics. And they did an interview with a guy named Carl Hansen, who was a whistleblower. uh, And it's a two-part interview, and it was very illuminating about basically like a ton of felonies and crimes that tesla was doing and he became a whistleblower for the sec had the fbi uh basically help him investigate and were like you know seemingly on his side and then suddenly abandoned the case so Hmm. gee i wonder why yeah uh, yeah Yeah, okay cool put that in the show notes I can't remember where we stand now with joe biden we've we've gone back and forth between stands and critics uh ironically obviously but i so i can't remember which part of the cycle we're on right now but we're gonna have to cancel joe biden once again what did he do this time uh his immigration policy is uh trump's it's trump's it's, yeah. it is uh indistinguishable from trump's which immigration policy. we should remind everybody is obama's as well <laughs> well yeah right. i mean i think trump's is a little worse than it sort of took the 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 worst parts of Obama's policy and like really inflated them. It's, yeah, um, it's it's this ratcheting effect where yeah. it, you know it only goes in one direction to the right. Yep. and uh, uh, and so Trump's baseline uh, horrendous behavior becomes now like if you're not worse than him, then it's fine. Uh, but it, it kind of seems like he might be well, worse. Yeah, in terms of straight numbers, like he d- has done something like per month, like six times as many deportations than Trump has. Like, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like the only real difference is whether the press secretary for the White House is either cheering the fucked up shit we're doing at the border or like wringing their hands and being like, yeah, hey, what, you know, the, oh, we're doing the, it's so hard. We're doing yeah. the best we can. It's really tough. You that know? shouldn't have happened. <laughs> the fucking whips so a lot yeah. of this like furor not that furor well it is a little bit <laughs> not furor yeah. i don't know how to say that, those two words no no yeah furor started with um ice agents was it ice or was it it was border patrol it was border patrol yeah um wielding whips on horseback beating haitians who come here seeking asylum yes that's what happened yep and pisaki says like we'll we'll get rid of the horses yeah (laughs) it's basically like like, when she was asked about the whips she said well that that certainly shouldn't have happened that that that's not okay that they're whipping people yeah and then like two days later or something she said no we're gonna get rid of the horses um as this the nation this article in the nation says uh as if the horses were rounding people up right and uh so now we'll see them like on dune buggies with with tasers and it'll be like see now it's much more humane yeah but so the biden administration says that these aren't deportations because these people did not come here legally what what <laughs> that's not it doesn't affect but, the definition of what is no, or is not a deportation but also it is legal to seek asylum in the united yes. states that yes, is legal is. for yeah, people in the to do that and haiti certainly has a good enough fucking reason to for people to come here seeking asylum yeah. like haiti has suffered incredible environmental economic and political devastation that we've had a huge hand that in. we've had a huge hand in um 
And we so, would be in the nation, not like yeah. personally. No, this podcast actually yeah. has devoted... <laughs> our, our earthquake machine has really destroyed the I country. had nothing to do with the assassination of the Haitian president. I yeah. just want to get ahead, out in front of this. Right. Yeah, okay. Like, let it, all of our listeners know. So I had, Chris had nothing to do I with had, it, guys. Yeah, nothing to do with this. It was me. It was absolutely David. But yeah, no, seriously. And Haiti has been um, like fucking penalized ever since they emancipated themselves. They, yeah. they paid something on the order of like 40 billion francs to the French government and in the, restitution for it, stealing the their slaveholders, which was the them. private slaveholders yeah. were paid over the course of like what, like a hundred years. And France, uh, whenever asked about whether or not they're going to, I don't know, pay back Haiti, one of the poorest countries in the fucking world, like the billions and billions of francs that were paid to them in restitution for freeing themselves, they essentially are just like, good morning, I, Sunday morning. <laughs> I am the tired. Fiasy <laughs> missiles. <sighs> yeah, that's... I. I is there really anything? I, there's I mean, there's nothing funny about. The, no, there's there, definitely nothing funny about. It. Yeah, you can't make a good joke about Haiti. It's just a fucking tragedy. Like, yeah, it really fucking is. And um, yeah, Biden and uh, Saki and all those people can fucking eat shit um, because they're not any better at all. And everybody that got apoplectic about um, you know trying to get Biden in office and you know because Trump was being so mean on the border and the cages, the kids in cages and the camps and yeah. AOC crying in front of the cages. Okay, mm. buddy, Buster, <laughs> Champ, Chief. <laughs> we got to deal with the fascist. It's just like, yeah, fucking. I'm, you know, I, there's nothing. There's nothing uplifting to say about it. It's fucked. No, it's and fucked. like, you know, <sighs> and there's no way to hold anybody accountable for it because yeah, no, they're like, there's we, no alternative because the like left and here i'm talking about like you know liberals and anybody who is purportedly like supporter of the democratic party have given away so much fucking ground that they now have zero mechanism for holding their elected officials accountable because what because all they're going to do in two two years three years is say what do you want the other guy to to win they're worse than us yeah Uh, you know at least trump was fucking honest about what he was doing at least he had the nuts to stand up there and say and this is the last thing i'll say about accountability too is that like uh, conservative voters are really, really good at holding their elected officials accountable to their wants and needs because there's always a, a more extremist candidate that they can back in the primary. And all of these fund, all of the funders of the GOP will fall in line and pay for the campaigns of whoever best represents the elite's interest, which very often aligns with their most rabid base. But we don't have, there is no analog to that on the, you know, quote unquote left on the liberal left on the, for the democratic party. There's no mechanism for holding any of them accountable. And, um, as a result, there's just, yeah, they can do whatever the fuck they want. And it doesn't have to line up with anybody's, with any polling or any like public opinion whatsoever. In in fact, the mechanism for holding them accountable is the democratic party. The problem is they're being held to the account of the democratic party's interests, which are totally fucked up. Yeah. Well, and the democratic interests, democratic party interests are whatever Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema say they are, right? Because like yeah. now, now everything has to be held basically to like whatever they want. They they keep everything hostage, which I don't really 
believe that Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, or Joe Biden like Want are to mad are mad Mario. at them about that? Like, yeah. I I, th- I think this is all. I think they might be frustrated with, with this whole reconciliation package thing because sure. that is just meant to be a yeah. big win for Biden. Yeah. Um. So sure. I think that they might be a little pissed off about that, yeah. but yeah. it just smacks of um, Obamacare. Yeah. Again, in my opinion, yeah. it's just like, oh, we we can't have nice things, and it's this because is the best we, we can do. Yeah. yeah. Also, partisan consensus. Also, calling fucking Mansion and Cinema moderate Democrats is so confusing. Is so frustrating. They're radical yeah. Democrats. They're radical right wing psychos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're not moderate Democrats. Like there's nothing about them is moderate. <laughs> absolutely nothing yeah, yeah. Uh, um and how out in the open it is like cinema taking like what was it like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars from the pharmaceutical industry like right after yeah, skipping out on this bill to go to a fucking yeah. uh fundraiser Where, and then like mansion is like getting his wife uh a job at a bank like on the board seat of a bank like right after like making a bunch of changes to bills that would you know obviously benefit like lo- uh, loan fun- funders and stuff like it's it's just like so out in the open yeah. and obvious that it's uh it, it's it, yeah it's it's truly disgusting. did you guys see these this is so bleak did you see all these protesters that canoed up to joe yeah. mansion's houseboat yeah what yeah he has a what? he has a boat in dc he has a huge houseboat yeah and were all they these... carrying shotguns <laughs> i think they were carrying signs like yeah. past the past the bill yeah. um and he apparently like talked with them for a while and was basically just like listen to them but it's not like you know well, that's progress not gonna ch- is it that's the democratic yeah that's, that's the that, democratic that's system, the democratic yeah, system yeah. you know and, 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 like this is the thing that yeah that really really grinds my gears mm. right is that like there are probably people in that those fucking kayaks surrounding his boat who are like wow he talked to us for a while and you know what he's right like we don't have money for everything and like it's just like that that's all so much of the the you know like the liberal left is full of that but like the one one last thing i want to say about the equivalency of the right and left because yeah the right will always find like a more rabid like marjorie taylor green or whatever to replace someone who doesn't do exactly what capital wants them to do but on the left not there's also i think like a degree of I don't, I don't know, like, like, uh, uh, substance to maybe like what leftist policies would be or like left progressive something policies. Right. So, but, uh, on the right, you know, it was like the old Benjamin phrase that like, you know, the, uh, the, the left, um, wants to politicize art and then the, the right wants, uh, to aestheticize politics. Yeah. Right. And so like the right wing is um is all about culture war aesthetic bullshit about like you know make sure that everyone's crt and yeah, guns and yeah yeah and they just like switch to different things right it's a vec- it's, it's ivermectin it's it's ivermectin ivermectin whatever the it, fuck yeah it's, it's called, a jet right? black american flag which means we're gonna kill people instead of take prisoners when we uh, yeah know, get yeah, off yeah, our asses. yeah they just like pick like a different thing and then like when that gets burnt out they pick a different thing and like they're like uh, 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 threatening the lives of like any kind of asshole, like poor asshole that works at like a school board or, or a health center or something. Yeah, it's and a they, great social studies teacher. Yeah, and they just like do that over and over and over again, and they will find someone that is like happy to be the next carnival barker to like encourage people to do that again. Whereas to get like to like primary AOC when she doesn't do, when she cries too much or whatever whoever you're mad at her or defending her or whatever right like there's no like the next person 
isn't just going to do culture war shit, right? Like, if you want to pick the next person, like, they're going to say stuff that is dangerous to funders of political campaigns, yeah. right? So it's like, you, it's not, it's not like, it's, it, there's just no equivalency there. Yeah. Right. You know, so like all the stuff that the right uses to hold their uh, candidates accountable, we just don't have. Also, the, I, there's another lack of analog between the left and the right, which is like you don't see right wingers like constantly publicly furious with Trump, for example. Like they pick their guy, they're like, okay, that's our guy. We're not going to rip that person down in public. Whereas like everyone, that's left of center on Twitter is regularly going apoplectic about the people who are by the mainstream narrative identified as their icon. They're like, Oh no, fuck that person. I fucking hate them. They're the fucking worst. And it's like, huh, we, we, we live in a representational Republic where we have popular elections where we have to vote for these people. And Nine times out of ten, the vast majority of the vitriol that's being spat on the left online is, like, against ostensibly their, like, most prominent figures. I mean, hmm. they always say the left falls in love and the right falls in line. Yeah. Like, you know, we have, and I, I also think it's true that we eat our own in a way that the right wing doesn't. Um, that's why we have to be, like, the K-Hive. Okay, it's the only, it's the only, it's the only uh, political program on the left that has any sort of vision and discipline. Oh man, that is party discipline. Yeah, yeah. My well, good counterpoint because yeah, that just, is also incredibly ineffective at uh, boosting the popularity of a uh, particular <laughs> politician on the national stage. Yeah. So, yeah, good point. Maybe my my point doesn't hold water. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about the Oath Keepers? Uh, only sort of. When don't I? <laughs> I mean... No, I want to talk about Yeah, the no, Oath let's Keepers. talk about them. So, there was this uh, Oath Keepers hack, and it looks like it actually might have been the hosting service that uh, a lot of... They, they, they use for... Um, a, a lot of these, like, there are these hosting services for basically right-wing movements and organizations that other hosts won't host because they're right wing fucking fascists fascist. <laughs> um, yeah. and they don't want to host fascists on their servers. But um, there is this uh, collective called distributed denial of secrets. Uh -huh. I think that's very clever. Yeah, I like it a lot. DDoS. Um, and they, you know, hacked all of this. It's something like five gigabytes of data um, Which doesn't sound big, but I guess but if it's, it's all like emails. text, yeah, it's, it's all email it's, and text. Yeah, that's a no, lot of it's emails. Like, it's not like you know videos and stuff. Listen, it's it's like, not the size of the data that counts. Right, it's the motion in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me actually look and see if I can find how many emails. It ten thousand. Oh, ten thousand. Um, as well as just like like lists of names and addresses and yeah, these are Benghazi numbers and um, and I mean like it's not. There's very little about it that's shocking because it basically confirms what we already know about these militia groups, which is that they are full of cops and military, mm -hmm. like just full of them. And people talk about those backgrounds in in the context of saying what I can offer the group. I can offer this kind of weapons training. I can host these kinds of, you know, um, 
like militia militia training grounds and and all the shit and it's like they really do think that they're preparing for a civil war there was some preparing to start one yeah preparing to start one um there was some conservative intellectual and i don't remember his name i think it was published in the wall street journal so i'm going to talk about it only in the broadest terms because i don't remember specifically but he was basically saying like i've been watching the republican party my entire political life and i don't think that people realize how how much we are on the verge of a violent clash um and some of that may be fear-mongering and some of that's like post january 6 sort of um insanity that we have certainly seen yeah. but he's not uh and i wish that i could remember his name but he's not really that type of like pundit or commentator yeah. um he's he's an academic he's like a you know an intellectual mm-hmm. and he's saying like especially with the growth of militias and you know the oath keepers is arguably the largest yeah. um private I, militia I so, yeah. in the country and, you know, they're everywhere. Like, we have Oath Keepers up here. We have, um, you know, they're obviously more prominent in the South and in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. But they really do exist in every state, in almost every large city in the country. Nope. And, and they do have, like, sometimes very weird overlapping politics. Like, I remember when uh, um, there was a big push to get Cuomo to ban fracking in New York State. Yeah. The Oath Keepers were, like, really into that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, they have, their politics are um, uh, eclectic. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. And there's also rifts between membership. Yeah. So, I remember, sure, yeah. like, during Black Lives Matter, uh, this was, like, way back. This is, like, Ferguson shit, I think. Um, there was a going to be an all-black, um, uh, you know, open carry march that the Oath Keepers were going to be, like, supporting, you know, even though a lot of them are white, most of them are white. Um, and there was a schism within the Oath Keepers about the support for this, because a lot of them are racists. Yeah, and, and a lot of them are cops, and then a lot of them are also like, well, you work for the state, and you, if someone's going to take my guns, it's going to be the cops. So, like, like yeah, yeah th- but their these analyses are, are very all over the place. But they're, they're all outspokenly pro-Second Amendment and pro-open carry like uh marches in a general way but yeah. because it was all black people that they were not supporting that, not that way <laughs> more than half of them um on a popular vote within the local chapter decided that they didn't want to support it yeah so you know proofs in the marches this, there is this internal contradiction at the heart of the oath keepers which is that they take an oath to uphold the law the constitution right the constitution yeah. um and yet, and many of them are in law enforcement, and yet many of the actions that they want to undertake are very illegal. So, you know, it's kind of a kind of a mixed bag with them. But I, I think it's a really interesting group. I think it's probably among the most dangerous elements of the right wing in this country. And, and there's... This isn't the same as the three percenters, right? No, this no. is different from yeah. the three percenters. There's some overlap mm-hmm. there. The three percenters are fucking crazy, yeah. Yeah. more crazy than the Oath Keepers. Yeah. There's one around the block from us. Yeah, I see well, that truck all the time. And there's a ton of three percenter stickers on uh, Troy police officers' uh, uh, per- personal vehicles that they park. Oh, at, really? Yeah. Oh, I've never uh, noticed that yeah, before. Like on their trucks that they park, like right by the station. There's a huh. bunch of three percenters uh, stickers. Oof. Yeah. 
<laughs> so um, it's going to be interesting as journalists continue to sift through this data because the breach is pretty recent. Um, and we'll keep you posted if anything interesting pops up. I am going to, I wanted to download the whole of the emails so that I could actually like name search and see if any of them are known to us. Um, but you need like a torrent to download it and I'm not cool enough to have that on my computer. So <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll hook you. Yeah. You'll hook me up. Yeah. Oh, wow. I knew this marriage would have some perks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can hack the deep web. <laughs> the deep dark web. Hacker man. All right, so two wildflowers for you this week, you lucky bitches. Um, the first one is Brittany is very nearly free. I mean, she is quite close to free. Her father, Jamie Spears, uh, asked the court to please remove him from her conservatorship. Uh, she has another hearing coming up in November. I think November 12th is when her conservatorship will be brought again before the court to see if it can be dissolved. And in the meantime, she posted a video to her Instagram of her flying a little prop plane. That and was it was very cute. I mean... She's also posting, like, full nudes. Oh, really? Oh, what? Yeah. Ooh, uh, oh, where? Where? Where she, uh, on her Instagram, but she puts, like, a little, uh, um, like, flower emoji over, like, basically her nipple. Man. The, That's pretty cool. I, I chose the that wrong up. month to get off of social media. <laughs> 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 when, when she was flying, was she, like, um, you know... And I'm almost free. Wee! And then did like a barrel roll. <laughs> no barrel rolls. Oh. No barrel rolls. But she did yeah. uh, post to her um, Instagram that she was on cloud nine. Hell yeah. It's very cute. It's very cute. I yeah. got to see these nudes though. I didn't... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Free Britney. Well, yeah. Yeah. Free the nip. Free the nip. Free Britney's nip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you should you should look that up right now and we'll get your live reaction. Okay. Uh, wow. She looks amazing. She's like 40. I know. Very hot. We love to see it. <laughs> Goodness. That is very saucy. So this is what Jamie was trying to stop the whole time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. That bastard. Oh, God. He's got to yeah. be fucking. Yeah, he just... tried to keep this from us. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't believe she has. This is a little. This is a little wild. Yeah. This is like almost. Yeah. Uh. I ho- I wonder if this will end up in evidence when she goes to her next when she goes to her court hearing. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, she's the, not even doing it behind an OnlyFans paywall. Right? Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, she she isn't making what she should. For well, the the fans set her free, and so this is just given back. It's a nice little present. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the the um the uh, under the the Instagram uh, was it? I guess he did he call the caption. Yeah, caption. Yeah, sure. Playing in the Pacific never hurt anybody. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. Why does everything, even the nudes are just, it's adorable. Just yeah. everything she does yeah. is very sweet and wholesome. Even her <laughs> nudes. Yeah. Um, National treasure. I am very happy for her and uh, very happy for all the folks who are living out a lifelong dream of jerking it to Britney Spears' <laughs> nude, which yep. I know all of you little degenerates are doing. And I, and I, I see you and I appreciate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> David, do you want to lead the way on this other wildflower that we have? Or I'm sorry. Is there anything else to say about? I should maybe. Is there anything else to say about Brittany? Oh, well, I think we need to take a moment to because I'm I'm distracted. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you need a break? No, I'm fine. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> Just take. Yeah. Blue balls is a problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So, uh, on to another electrifying topic. Ah, Very nice. Very nice. Uh, David, this is yours, I think. Trams, cable cars, electric ferries, how cities are rethinking transit. So, we'll plug directly into uh, what we were talking about earlier. Right. (laughs) Plug right into it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to plug right into it. That's nice. Yeah. So, what's interesting is a lot of this is happening in South America, which in some ways makes sense because unlike. You know, like in in, uh, Asian countries where they have like really strong uh, government institutions or in Europe where the the cities are uh, very old and they've plundered so much wealth from everywhere else that they can... Build social democracy. Yeah, they can build social democracy in really nice buildings, right? Or in Africa where just things are still getting plundered, right? Uh, um, In South America, you have like a lot of nations that are um, doing a lot of extractive uh uh policies in order to fund social programs right and so the and there is a a, a long history of that so b- way back in um uh uh in like the 80s dur- well brazil still had a uh military junta running the the country uh they were uh tasked with building out this like um a suburb of uh uh, Brasilia, right? The new, the new capital that was going to try basically to, constructed. Yeah, from, from total whole cloth, and they wanted to move um, a lot of the nation inland, right? Because all of the major cities are on the coast, and this was also a push to to move people inland, which was also supposed to, in some way, like create a more Brazilian nationality because. That way, uh, you're not, you know, you're getting farther away from, like, the cosmopolitan cities where, like, all these other people from other countries are coming in and, like, being sexy on the beach and stuff. And, you know, you got to move into the... So many butts, so many titties. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so wait, was this a detitifying of Brazil? a little, a little bit? That is right? very, that yeah, is it's very pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, it, the point is that Curitiba, right, this uh, suburb. It was pretty small of Brazil, or sorry, Brasilia suddenly was getting an influx of like middle class people because they were fleeing uh, the yeah, they're fleeing, yeah, fleeing all the butts, movies, yeah. yeah, and um, and, and uh, they didn't they needed a, a transportation system because there's no like um, uh, uh, like national car company in Brazil, like it's all Ford mostly. Okay. Ford kind of really um, was like a prime mover, first mover in, in Brazil. So they don't have like a national car production uh, company or anything like that. So um, they were originally going to do subways, but they didn't have the money for it. So the the um, uh, city planners started to do buses and they actually basically invented modern bus rapid transit systems. In this little in this little town, Curitiba, where you have dedicated lanes uh, for buses that um, uh, go on set schedules and act a lot more like trains. Okay, right. And now fast forward to another uh, vaguely fascist government, uh, Colombia, post the um, the drug wars. Yeah, <laughs> no, Wait, no, sorry, sorry, no, that's Chile. That's just Chile. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. But, uh, post the drug wars, you know, where there's like this uh, detente. Um, the the western facing government of Colombia, uh, you know, get get some like World Economic Forum money, and they're, they're saying what to do with it, and they do have, like this. Um, uh, the uh, the the mayor of Bogota uh, and his brother 
both like kind of like jockey for mayorship and then like one kind of helps the other out and stuff like that. And they kind of really perfect what happened in Curitiba by making like this really, really advanced bus rapid transit system that is in fact like so it was so successful that it like it couldn't even keep up with demand. And so now they're also going to start building subways. And now apparently, now we're going to get to this article, they're, they're building like gondolas over like uh, informal settlements up hills and stuff. So wait, are you saying that these are fascists that are doing the best job of developing these programs? Right. So here's the fucked up thing, right? Is that like a lot of these uh, nations that get money um to to actually modernize their cities the right. only way you get them in south america is if the if the united, the united states, states wants- isn't constantly yeah. sabotaging you yeah Fuck. right uh however within all of these nations that aren't getting constantly sabotaged you do get like these lower level functionaries that do want to do something mm-hmm. to better the people around them that aren't necessarily directly in line with um uh the spider network of global fascism yeah, the, the pro yankee agenda yeah the pro yankee agenda but they but they they don't get in the way of it and so and and it does make some like good headlines like the one we're about to read right that um that i i think could like be disconnected a lot from its uh, uh political origins or like connections because they like there, there is no. I, I can't think of any discernible reason why, like, decent public transportation isn't like inextricably connected to fascism or anything well, I mean, like that. You know, Mussolini, the the trains ran on time, right? And they actually didn't, though. You no, know. they didn't. That's yeah. just a. That's just a thing. Of propaganda. People say, yeah. yeah. See, I've been opt. <laughs> always, I'm always, I'm fucking always being opt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but these uh, gondolas yeah, are, are quite adorable. very cool. Yeah. So today, a quiet transformation is underway. Berlin, Bogota, and several other cities are taking creative steps to cut gas and diesel from their public transit systems. They're also doing so despite striking differences in geography, politics, and economics that complicate the transformation. So um, Bogota is building cable cars that cut through the clouds to connect working class communities perched on faraway hills. Uh, Bergen a city by the fjords in western Norway is moving its public ferries away from diesel and onto batteries. Uh, and um, and then there's also, like, uh, buying some electric Chinese buses. There's a couple things going on here. What's really nice about the trams in Berlin, because a lot of these electric buses, like, I think there's, like, six of them in the capital region also. Like, CDTA bought, like, six electric buses. Is that... I mean, it's it's a bus that is supposed to like directly replace a diesel bus, but it's with a gigantic battery, and really like the energy uh, mix of all of that like doesn't really make a whole ton of sense, right? You see, like, as you think about you know like just like the battery on your phone, like it it degrades over time and it doesn't capture all of the energy that goes into it, and just basically. Bat- like putting a gigantic battery in a bus isn't the best way. Yeah, we've to, talked about run this. how much more efficient cable cars yeah. are. And, and um, so Berlin has like tramways that are electrified. They got overhead lines. Yeah. 
just kind of works a little bit better. Yeah. And for more detail on that, check out our episode with uh, Justin Rosniak of Do Not Eat. And uh, well, there's your problem. That was ages ago. But Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we talk a lot about electric buses in that episode. Yeah. I forget the number, but it's called Streetcar Desire. Yeah. Yeah. What a great episode title (laughs) that was. That was a really good title. Yeah. But, but, uh, you know, also connected to a lot of this are national projects of like uh, where they want to move uh, their economies too. So like the, the, um, the Norway, uh, uh, electric ferries is a good example, right? Because they're like in Norway, uh, runs Maersk, right? The Maersk company, which is like the global shipping leader is a Norwegian company. And, uh, they want to figure out how they've actually Maersk has said that they're going to go electric, uh, in like by like 2050 or something, what their or container some, ships? They want to make electric? their container ships go uh, fossil. I, actually, oh, they, they, didn't say, they might not have said electric. They might have said like carbon neutral. Yeah, they're probably is, nuke, which is fuzzy. Well, so like nuke could could possibly work, but there's all of these I think fairly wrong headed ideas that like nuclear power isn't green or something but i i, I like i'm it. one of those we talk heads. about that in yeah. uh that episode with right. justin as yeah. well and yeah. justin is very, very anti pro. no justin's very pro oh, very, very you're pro-nuke. right i'm sorry yeah. chris I, I is very am, anti yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. the wrong head yeah i'm the one that says that uh humans cannot be trusted with this technology I, 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 it, it is a good it is a good argument that like it's an inherently authoritarian technology because it's so dangerous that you have to have like basically a security state to yeah, also Keep just track it, of it, it assumes that we're going to have a stable civilization in perpetuity, which I am not putting any long-term bets <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. And we are going short on civilization. <laughs> short position on civilization. Um, yeah, so and, and so like uh, the ferry system that they want to put on batteries is like basically, you know, like you, you give, give a company or an industry an ability to like experiment with electrical mm-hmm. uh, um, short range uh uh boat excursions right so you can see like how there's kind of an economic development angle to this where if you you can uh kind of dog food or like you know like uh um is the the silicon valley term but you know basically test out your eat your own dog food yeah 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 yeah. or you you test out your own technology on a local popular yeah yeah, on yourself (laughs) right which uh for tesla right means running people over but when it comes to public transit drivers in fires yeah yeah but in public transit it can mean like you know let's see if this battery works in a in a ferry that but which i guess could catch on fire the same way a tesla does i don't know we'll see yeah we will see we will see and so are these gondolas electric Yes, the yes. gondolas are electric, and they have little solar panels on them. They have little solar panels. They get Wi-Fi. Cool. They're really cool. I like them a lot. Hell yeah. Yeah. So the, the um, Imagine so- if we had those going up and down the, the hill in Troy. <laughs> How cute would that be? I would love that so yeah. much. Right. Yeah. Because here's the thing, is that like, you know, I learned to... Uh, I've learned to ride my bike as a, as a COVID project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um... I don't think bikes are real transit. I just don't. I just don't think that well, in, in the same way that legs aren't real transit. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. We're like I like I care about walkable communities, which would also mean you know like biking is good. And I think generally the infrastructure that you build in order to facilitate bike transportation is good for lots of other things, like yeah. people that use wheelchairs and uh, just like generally like safe, smooth surfaces to walk on. Yeah, yeah. But in ge- but also like. I, I just, I don't feel like 
a, a completely human powered huffing and puffing bicycle like works for most people most yeah. of the time you also and live, also hills yeah you live at the top of yeah. one of the biggest hills in the city yeah and so you know one of the things that we had talked about in the transport troy uh organization way back like 14 years ago when I was like involved in that was the idea of having little rope toes like they have on like the bunny hill, like at a, a ski uh, a mountain. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And then you could just like, you know, one hand your bike up the thing and there'd just be like a little rope that's like on the side of the, uh, the sidewalk and you just grab onto it with the other hand and you just like sketch a ride. Up Man, the hill. that would never Could I do it with happen. like skates? <laughs> I mean, it's simple. It's like, you yeah, know, it's like it some ancient never, Roman technology. Never, ever fucking happen. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, Norway has set ambitious targets to cut its greenhouse gas emissions by half by 2030. So this is where a lot of that is coming from. Uh, almost all of Norway's own electricity comes from hydropower, which is fuch- fucking rich because they gr- they made all their money on fossil fuels. Well, uh, and that, like, the the article says, like, even though they have all these fossil fuels, and my first thought was, like, it's probably more profitable for them to sell yeah. that oh, and yeah. rely on electric technologies oh, yeah. in their own... I mean, that's what Iran wants to do with, but we won't with let nuclear them. power, yeah. but we won't let them. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, and everything else that they try to do, they're sanctioned against also. So, like, yeah, but, like, a lot of countries want to do that. Uh, and only uh, some can. They're on the axis of evil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think about that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, um, uh, yeah, the gondolas uh, with Wi-Fi in the sky, as the New York Times puts it, are, are, are quite adorable. The Transme Cable, that's what Hell it's yeah. called, uh, is a loop, uh, and um, uh, the, uh, that's a play on Transmillennia, which is uh, the name of the the bus bus rapid transit system that I was describing. Oh. So gondolas could be a bike solution for those hills. Yeah, you, know, you strap exactly, your, your yeah. bike right to the side of the gondola and get up to the top right, yeah. right away. Yeah. Now, um, so there are plans to build seven lines as part of the city's effort to clean up its public transport. Nearly five hundred Chinese made electric buses are on the road, and the contracts are out to buy another thousand by twenty twenty two, making Bogota's electric bus fleet one of the largest of any city outside of China. They also, so this is really cool. They have, um, oh no, this is in uh, Curitiba, right? So not, and it's not in this article, but in Curitiba they're making a bus that is the size of a seven forty seven. What? Oh shit! Yeah, it is like triple articulated. It oh can gosh. only fit on the roads that they are building for it, and it is fucking huge and so cool. But why? <laughs> why build new roles for a big bus? Why not small bus, same road? <laughs> because um, it, it's uh, it's capturing the uh, efficiencies of a train, but it's on a but it, you don't have to lay down tracks. And I mean, it's it is easier to make like the right of way for uh this enormous bus than like built like making rails and what we're like burying it burying it underground and stuff but at least rails could be electrified i mean this can be electrified well if it's not yeah well yeah or you can run a line over it because it's it's going in one place so you could theoretically Mm -hmm. i like it's a it's a diesel electric bus which kind of sucks like it'd be cool if it just had overhead lines but um Mm -hmm. yeah it's fucking huge and it has. Oh, it also has Wi-Fi. It's more efficient <laughs> per per rider. Not more than a train. It's probably getting pretty close. I would think. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm skeptical. Yeah. 
So yeah, cool cities doing cool stuff. Yeah. I hope that uh, the capital district someday gets better public transportation. Although, because I hate driving. Yeah. Although there was a recent uh, article, one of you guys uh, retweeted, right? Um, about, oh, the the bus flex, the flex program. Yeah. What, what's yeah. going yeah. on there? Yeah. Well, so that that is um, CDTA's. Um, I should say for listeners who don't live in the area, right? Capital District Transit Authority is the public authority that runs um, transit in Saratoga, Schenectady, Albany, and Rensselaer counties. And they have a, um, what's called a flex system, which is basically Uber for more rural parts of, uh, their jurisdiction. So they can, uh, so you can basically do ride hailing and you get a, what's really important here is, um, uh, 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 accessible, right? You can ride a wheelchair into it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're basically like Ford transit trucks that, uh, we'll come by and pick you up and bring you where you need to go. And this is a publicly owned um, uh, asset. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's mostly it's pretty much publicly owned. I mean, like you can get, uh, you can make arguments about the fact that it's like a uh, a authority, which in New York State has like state bonding authority, but it's it has private. It can have private owners, and it's, it's bullshit. But yeah, so it's, it's not basic. like a state program yeah per se but it is it's a largely state-owned enterprise yeah yeah interesting but it but it probably has bondholders that are some rich asshole also probably it's got to yeah yeah gotta have it yeah but uh yeah cgt is doing some cool stuff i don't i don't mind what they're doing yeah we just kind of live in a shitty area to yeah. be on the bus it's yeah. really yeah it's uh, a biggest uh, problem for us yeah yeah because we are like chris said on like such a steep hill it goes up the whole time like i could ride my bike and be downtown in like five minutes going down all right, but all right. coming back <laughs> would be back david yeah. walking yeah. his bike up so, yeah. so like grimes i have hard time talking about public transit because the systems that inspire me the most have yet to be <laughs> realized or demonstrated. And what, I'm, of course, I'm talking about is um, Zeppelins. Ooh, Ooh I yeah. like so that. It, yeah. It, it, there's this like old, like, uh, I mean, wine. Zeppelins do exist. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. But I'm talking about Zeppelins for the people. Yeah, rigid and, airships. Yeah, rigid people. airships. Yeah. And uh, back in the day, like when uh, Troy was like really bumping, like at the peak of its uh, economic uh, prowess, like when it was the third richest city. Like late in, 1800s. Yeah. yeah. There was like this, I, I don't know. That it's the, an the, illustration. I yeah, know like, exactly is what you're Is it lineograph? Yeah. Is that yeah, what I, the thing is? Like it was like this like etching that was done. Yeah. Yeah. And it had all these Zeppelins, all these airships, like, in the sky over like Troy and it was like yeah. their futurism yeah. was like all going to be like hot air balloons, like transport everything. And like, and like every building is the size of the empire state building. Yeah. 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 And they, yeah, which God. means they also have moors at the top but, for rigid airships. But think about how cool robotic autonomous rigid airships would be. They don't have to crash into anybody because there's nobody so else in the sky. Right now. And now, you know what I was talking about with the rope tow, like the fixed rope tow uh-huh. on the side of the road? Uh-huh. Imagine rope tow that descends from these airships. Yeah, so you I'm imagining get up being carried away to fucking like Oneonta or something. Yeah, on your bicycle. Uh, because of a mistake that the... Well, it, it, you the could like airship made and it's you could, like, autonomous driving software. Imagine how cool it would be, right? You're you're like, oh, I got to get up this hill and it's hot and I'm I'm in a business suit because I'm trying to impress my boss and you know I don't want to sweat through this wool suit. It was a really bad clothing choice, but here <laughs> I am and I got to get up the, this hill. Oh, the Zeppelin! 
Let me hail it with my ride app. Okay, I've hailed it. This rope descends. I clip it to my bicycle, and uh, I, you know, start pedaling the bicycle. And the bicycle allows you to descend or ascend on the rope, right? I and, don't want to be attached to something that's not attached to the ground. But then it, it starts getting you up, and then you're like, oh, oh, there's there's my spot. So then, like Spider Man. You descend on the bicycle and you like swing, you know, right across the city, right over traffic. And then you just detach the linkage and you land like super badass, like BMX rider. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's, is, is, is this and then you pull, you pull it to work. No sweat. Hydrogen. I'm going to protest against this. No yeah. sweat. If, your, your boss is like, holy shit, you got here so fast and you're in a suit and you're not even sweating. You're, you're promoted. Promotion. You got the promotion. <laughs> yeah. Also, my house is on fire because that Zeppelin crashed into it, and it's filled with, heli- with, with hydrogen. <laughs> I look oh, forward to humanity. protesting against this concept when yeah. you uh, when you introduce it to the city council, Chris. All right. So I think that'll do it for us today. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. So yeah, you gotta come check out the Patreon. Uh, we got some really awesome episodes, uh, both forthcoming and in the past, um, and it is the best value you you know, could ever spend on audio entertainment. Really anything, really. I guarantee it. Yeah, you won't regret it. Or maybe you will, but if you do, you just cancel it. Yeah, it's really pretty low stakes here. Yeah, it's very low stakes. And in the meantime, if you want some other low stakes content shared by us, you can find us on Twitter. (laughs) Ironweeds Pod. You can find us on Instagram. Ironweeds Pod. And you can, as always, write to us at Ironweeds Pod. At gmail.com Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.